Good evening and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me tonight, recording the Man Cave, is my trusty co-host, Willie Crocker. Hey, welcome back. And uh, I guess sitting in for my not-quite-so-trusty co-host, Tim Hicks, we have a special guest here to talk about a recent Walt Disney World vacation. Welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Josh Waters. Hello. Good to have you back. Uh, in just a minute here, we're going to be talking about Josh's um, Thanksgiving trip to Walt Disney World, and uh, he's got some great stuff to share with us, including one of, uh, you know, a review, I guess, uh, of one of the first showings of Drawn to Life, the new show in uh, Disney Springs. So before we get to that, we do need to give a quick shout out to our podcast sponsors. Uh, you know, their support makes this possible. So uh like to give a shout out to Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel, both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners and would love to help make sure your family gets the most out of their Disney destination vacation. You can learn about each of them at their respective websites, uh, wickedmousetravel.com and mousemastertravel.com. Okay, so um, Josh. Get us started here. Um, give us a little bit of the background. As I recall, as Thanksgiving trips go, this one kind of came together a little late in the game. Yeah, this was a long time in the running, actually. So okay, okay. it w- came about, actually, about this time last year in this December time frame. My wife and I were sitting on the couch in the middle of, you know, COVID Christmas. And, uh, you know, one of the Disney World at Christmas half hour shows on Disney Channel or whatever it is, right? Sure. The half an hour shows that they do really just a, you know, promo to come to Disney during Christmas is on. Of course. And my wife looks over at me and it's like, so we can see the Christmas stuff over Thanksgiving, right? And it was like, yeah, some of it will be up, not all of it, because, you know, but most of it will probably be up. And yeah, and Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And my wife loves Christmas with her family, but wanted to experience some of the Christmas stuff at, at Walt Disney World. So fast forward a couple of months and we, you know, made our initial payments to get going. And then it got bigger from there. <laughs> So I understand you started out. Yeah, well, today we understand you started with just your family getting away for Thanksgiving, but um, you know, was this a? Let me let me put it this way as diplomatically as I can. Um, Did you sort of invite people to come along with you, or did people um, invite themselves to come along? So uh, uh, we're definitely a the more the merrier 
family, right? So we're uh, whenever we go on vacation, we're always telling everybody we know, hey, you should come along, you should come along, you should come along. And, you know, 80% of the time, nobody goes, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> so I invited my mom uh, to come along. And she, you know, mm, I don't know, maybe, you know, that could be kind of fun. But my stepdad uh, has Parkinson's and he's also got some dementia that goes along with that she didn't quite know what that would be like in disney world so she said no i don't think we're gonna go and then around april or may she uh calls me up and says you know is that offer to go with you guys to disney world over thanksgiving still available i was like that Sure, you know, totally. We'd love to have you. We just didn't think it was ever going to be possible. But no, we'd love to have you. So we um, ended up looking at everything and looking at the financials and went from we had a, you know, a one a standard view room at uh, Caribbean Beach that we were going to be in and ended up um, booking a two bedroom villa at Saratoga Springs for the nine days we were there which worked out perfect you know that's awesome those are nice villas too yeah plenty of room you know yeah it's a great option my mom and her husband that was just what i was getting to (laughs) perfect segue it it is with the multi-generational trip like that you know being able to let the grandparents have their own space it just makes things easier for everybody including yeah yeah no it was it was really great having their own space you know having the full kitchen that we could have snacks, frozen pizzas, breakfasty kind of things around the room. Um, you know, we were, we spent, we had seven park days. So we had lots and lots of park days, but it made, you know, coming back in the middle of the day, easy to, you know, grab a quick bite or a, you know, glass of milk with our Gideon's cookie or, you know, those kinds of things, you know, really right. made it nice. And, you know, I have three kids that are, 15, 12, and 10. So nobody wants to sleep in a bed with their siblings. You know, so it gave, you know, everybody got their own bed. You know, nobody had to sleep on the floor. You know, mom and dad could sleep in a bed together like normal. You know, like it was really, really nice to just be able to spread out and have plenty of room to also get ready in the morning. Well, and I mean, talk to me a little bit about the decision to take a, a, such a long trip. I mean, I know that a piece of it is that obviously you're coming down from Minnesota. It's a bit of a trek to, to get down to Walt Disney world, but um, was this, was it always a plan to, to take this as a nice long trip? And, and was there a particular motivation behind it or was it just, you know, we got the time we might as well. Um, it was more of a, well, it's really only this much more to stay this many more days. And then when we went, we went to book flights after we had booked the room. And then it was, well, it's actually cheaper to stay another night than it is to fly back this day. And, you know, so just sort of, I, I think originally we were going to be there. Yeah. It, you know, like, I think exactly. You know, it was originally, I think, Monday to Saturday. And then... Well, we should have the weekend on the front end because it might be a little slower because of Thanksgiving. And then, well, so, and it, you know, it just sort of ended up being that many days, you know? So we also went from a four day 
you know, one park per day ticket to a seven day hopper ticket. You know, so it was <laughs> <laughs> quite the, quite the adventure, you know, but it, in the end it was, it was really the perfect trip. And my mom and her husband came for the middle days, right? So they came Monday and left Friday. So we also got a little bit of, open, you know, rope drop to fireworks on the front end and back end with the kids where grandma and grandpa were never going to make it that much, you know? Sure. So, right. Yeah. And, and it just makes it that much more sense, even with a large group like that, to stay on property someplace where you've got resort transportation to get you back and forth and you can feel comfortable sending people back on their own, even if they don't necessarily yeah. know the resort well. Yeah. Yeah. And we had rented a car, um, which was just, it was really nice to have us would drive in in the morning and then they figured out the buses. So they drew bus in at night, but then nobody had to wait for buses at the end of the night. You know, we could just right, right. jump over our minivan and all Pile in. seven of us could get back. So, um, I know that you had some experience. I want to get into the trip itself, but but there was one more sort of pre-trip piece that I wanted to make sure we touched on. And that is that you had um, an experience that is, I think, valuable and probably somewhat unique in that a lot of us, you know, haven't even thought of, of this. But um, you had mentioned as we were starting that um, your, your uh, stepfather has uh, Parkinson's and some other challenges. And you recognized, and I give you a lot of credit for thinking about it, you recognized that he was a good candidate for uh, the Disability Access Service because his particular conditions, um, you know, present some significant challenges and and frankly had prevented you from taking the trip before. Um, and so you had the the double sort of, um, you know, the, 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 the double interesting prospect here of both getting a uh, disability access service, you know, set up for an adult and with the brand new system where you do the, the online interview. So talk a mm -hmm. little bit about how that went. Cause I know that you were doing it and you did it like when it was at the heart of it being really a mess. Cause it Disaster. was brand new. It had just <laughs> rolled out. Yeah. Um, so I had gone on to just sort of check out how it would work uh, randomly one day. And apparently I got in the queue and didn't realize I intended to get in the queue, uh, <laughs> but I did that on accident. And it, I looked like when I got it, when I went back to the check to the chat a little bit later, I want to say it was about six hours where I, from the time I had gotten in the queue at eight in the morning to the time that they got back to me at about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, no, we did, weren't waiting there the whole time. I didn't even realize I was in the queue that day, but I was when we got to the point where we're like, okay, let's do this. We planned on the whole day. So a few days later, we went back, did the same thing. This time I got in later. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning on, I think a Friday, which was probably a mistake. And um, I think at 5.30 in the evening, I, we said, let's, let's cut our losses and try again another day. Um, so we went back the following Wednesday, a couple of days later. Um, I got over there about seven o'clock in the morning or no, I did it from home. Uh, so I realized 
one, um, for me at least, I'm not going to promise for any of our listeners, but for me, I could get that chat window on my phone, right? I realized that I could open it up in a win- in a window in Chrome and could see that chat window. Um, so I just made sure I kept refreshing it. I think I got on at about six o'clock in the morning and at about 1030, I noticed they said, okay, we're about ready for you. We're going to get you going. Um, so I jumped in my car cause I was at home. I only live about five <laughs> minutes from my mom. Um, it's all, I, but, I love you know, that piece. Like, let's, let's, let's make sure people don't miss that. So, so Josh, you, you, here, you, you were at home. Huh? You're, 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 you're 12 to 14 hours of doing this. Well, sort of. I mean, the first six hours he was just testing. He didn't even realize he was doing it. Right. The first six hours I was didn't realize. Yeah. The second day, yeah, was another but, 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 and, you know, and seven I, and a half. I, I appreciate, you know, the you get style points for this for the second day because you basically got on your phone, you 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 know kind of hung out at home in the queue. And then when they gave you the heads up that we're going to come in, you know, you're you're whatever up next or whatever, and you've got about five minutes. Well. You know, that's the point at which you jumped in the car and drove over to your parents so that you could. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I did notice is uh, when they said you're about ready, uh, right? Because I could see the old chat history. It also took like 45 minutes to an hour after they said, okay, you're ready to the time which they said, okay, we're cutting you off. We have to find other guests. Right. Right. So I knew that there was a little bit of a leeway in them saying, okay, we're ready for you in the time that they were going to cut you off. So, um, so yeah, so I ended up getting in the car, running over to my mom's. Luckily I caught her before she was about to leave to run some errands. <laughs> so I did caught her before she went to run some errands. Um, and then after that, it was actually pretty, pretty simple. Um, there was a little, you know, I think from the time that from then until the time we ended the call, was about another hour, hour and a half. Um, but it involves, right? So it involved the actual face to face interview, which was maybe two minutes, three minutes. You yeah, know, it was basically, no, the actual face to face interview was two or three minutes. Um, and it was just that it was, why do you think you deserve, not deserve isn't the right word, but why is this something you should use? Why do you qualify? Um, why do you need this? Exactly. Why do you need this? Why do you qualify? And it was pretty evident, you know, like he has Parkinson's and he's got some dementia. Like, well, I get confused and I get really worried when I have to wait in things and I don't quite know what's happening. And they're like, okay, you qualify. <laughs> you're good. You know, it's laughing. pretty simple. Right. Yeah. yeah. But right. Like, you know, and then, um, and then they took you over to somewhere, another person uh, that wasn't live video. It was more, it was in the chat. Um, sort of going through the rules and the basics of the system. Cause I've never used the system, you know? Okay. And then and that took another probably 20 minutes. And then they sent you over to a third person that set up your, um, your pre-arrival attractions, right? So you could set up two pre-arrival attractions if they were available, you know? So we set up, I remember Haunted Mansion and Pirates, I think. And, you know, so you had 
you know, that day. And that doesn't affect anything else, right? So right, you can right. still go and set up your, you know, like you would normally for the DOS program where you get there, you go and get your first attraction, you, you know, go there. So those are totally separate. You know, so right. It's just a couple of bonuses. They're outside of the Genie Plus system. They're outside of the Lightning Lane system. Outside of everything. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't as available as regular um, DOS selections were. Like they were, uh-huh. you know, when we finally got there, it was, you know, I think we had originally asked for Peter Pan, um, but I think the only time that was available. I mean, one, we were going to Magic. The Magic Kingdom Day was also Thanksgiving, so. Uh-huh. That was probably part of it. But Peter Pan, I think, was right during our lunchtime, right when we were having our Thanksgiving dinner. But um, from there, we, you know, it was great for them. You know, like they, and as a result, they never, they're like, apparently there's weights at Disney World, but we never saw them. Now, <laughs> there are. You check. The attractions they were going on was, you know, Small World and, you know, like boat rides. They weren't doing. Even oh, getting, and that's a good you know, point. I mean, they right. weren't doing Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain and Big Thunder and yeah, right. And that's a good yeah, point that, that this was a situation where you know, and and it may be a, a sort of a, a function of the fact that you were using DOS with a, a older person, but you know, you weren't using it because you can't stand waiting in line at, at Space Mountain. Um, you know, that's that's not what this was about. No, it was not. It was totally about their trip. Would they would have had a terrible time? I mean, they it, it, it would have been miserable for Mike, my stepdad, had they not had they have had to, you know, even the forty five minutes on a busy day for a small world would have you know ruined the whole trip for him, right? So it really gave them a positive experience, you know, and. um I'm sure we'll get to it later, but like, and we had some power hour time in the morning, you know, just our family where we really, you know, we powered through a few attractions at rope drop and then they got there later. And, you know, so it really worked well for, you know, as a great thing for him and people that need that sort of service where, you know, really you weren't abusing the system. You were using the system as it was designed for. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's what I like. Yeah, I mean, because this is a guy yeah. who deserve. You know, he'd never been to Walt Disney World, and and he got to have this yeah, opportunity. Yeah, first trip, and he probably won't go back. No, no, there's no way he's going back, and he was right. very happy because he got his Mickey shirt and his first visit button. You know, right? I mean, like <laughs> this is like a, a perfect one time visit that he needed to enjoy Walt Disney World that one time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was great for him. Uh, all right, well, let's, let's start diving into some more of the specifics of the trip. We've talked generally about, um, you know, well, actually, I, I did want to ask about just the travel because you you flew in kind of right before the worst of the Thanksgiving rush, but traffic was picking up and things were a little crazy with flights and flights were getting canceled and all of that. Um, so, so talk about that because you had, what, eight people flying with you? So just the five of us, uh, we flew... Yeah, there were seven total. So we, the five of us flew down um, Saturday. So the five of us threw, flew out Saturday. We had no problems, uh, you know, flying to Terminal 2 in Minneapolis. So it's the smaller of the two terminals. 
you know, my wife walked right through. She has pre-check, so she could take the two littlest kids with her through pre-check. I took the oldest through, you know, and I think we were through security in 20, 25 minutes, you know, so that was, and even the flights were fine, you know, no, no real problems. Um, You know, like I say, we rented a car. um, So I think we landed at eight and we're uh, running to deluxe burger for a burger and milkshakes after our flight landed at, you know, about 10, 15, 10 30. Nice. So, um, okay. So, so no hassles really with travel. Um, and we've talked a little bit about Saratoga, but anything else that you wanted to mention about Saratoga? Some people complain about, you know, needing to use an internal bus there. Did you have any of those issues or, um, yeah, what know. part of uh, Saratoga were you at? So we were at, um, God, why can't I think of what's the secondary pool with the water slide, the bigger, the paddock, is that the paddock, the paddock area? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so we were in the paddock area, you know, not quite as close as you can get to Disney Springs as you can, but you know, pretty close. So we were oh, over were in that area. area. Yeah, you yeah, had the yeah. water slide. You had the restaurants. You had everything. Yeah, well, we had right. So there's, they've got the pool bar restaurant at the mm-hmm. paddock pool, right? So that's right. got the smaller, the two water slides. Uh, but it was great, you know. Like the kids love that just as much as the bigger, you know, larger pool by the the grandstands and um, and even walking over the grandstands maybe five. 10 minutes maybe i mean we were pretty close to the there's that big bridge that goes over the lake so we were maybe you know okay a two minute walk to that that bridge that goes across so we were we were real we had a great location for a a resort that size you know nice and you were still walkable to disney springs if you needed to yeah yeah i mean and we took advantage of that a lot you know either during the day, I'm sure we'll get to, you know, obviously we'll get to draw the life a little bit later, but, um, you know, we also, like I said, the, the car made a big difference. Um, we did for my stepdad, we rented a scooter. Um, it showed up the day on Tuesday when they arrived or no, they arrived Monday. So it arrived Monday, uh, went into their bedroom and then it stayed there for the entire week until I took it out to take it back. Cause <laughs> it was pretty evident. Um, that first day that the scooter was not going to be something that was going to support Mike and his his issues, but it was there as, you know, if we needed it and if he wanted it, you know, we could have it, you know, we'd rather have spent, you know, the, I mean, cause it wasn't a whole lot of money, you know, like 120 bucks, like just to make sure you have it. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, I know Aaron knows, you know, I had, I went through um, cancer treatment and, couple of years ago and as a result i've got pretty bad neuropathy in my feet so i thought maybe even for me with that with all the walking you know maybe but never needed it literally sat fully charged in a bedroom for a week excellent well you know hey at least you didn't have anybody complaining about you uh running over their ankles right that's right (laughs) exactly (laughs) um okay so i know that you all um you especially are big foodies so I have to guess that food played a pretty important role in the planning of this trip in, in at least some ways. So were there any sort of 
particularly important kind of, you know, signature dining moments that you were looking for? Um, obviously, so Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. It's, it's the thing I look forward to. You know, I love smoking my turkey. Uh, when we were there the last time we had at Liberty Tree Tavern, my kids were all like, that is where we are going to eat Thanksgiving dinner. And I couldn't get a reservation. So <laughs> we had, uh, so, you know, as is life at Disney World, right? right? So we had our secondary option, um, which we ended up at Chef Mickey's for Thanksgiving dinner. And um, good, I had, I had pretty low expectations, right? Like, I, you know, but, um, so that was the main, uh, dining. And then we did, we went to Sanaa before, uh, drawn to life. Um, then we had beaches and cream and the day my mom got there, we went to T-Rex. So those were our main things. Otherwise we knew it was just going to be sort of a, you know, let's, let's, do quick service and when people mm-hmm. want to eat, go eat. Otherwise, you know, whatever. So, so was that a, a function um, of Thanksgiving or just because, you know, you had teen kids who weren't going to sit through regular meals or. Um, it was more right. So our last trip, we had the deluxe dining plan. We could eat at every restaurant that we wanted to. And we wanted to see about just, you know, Run it flying by the seat of our pants for food this time. So that was, okay. it was so just more a different, of a different you know, approach. Planned, different approach this time. Yeah. You know, especially with my mom to, you know, like we knew we wanted to sit down restaurant every day with them. Uh, we also, I didn't, I did forgot to mention, we did do uh, the, uh, the beer garden with, for uh, candlelight processional tickets attached to it. So we did do oh, that nice. as well. Um, um, who was your yeah, um, no. candlelight speaker? Um, Narrator, sorry. It was, I'm not going to pronounce her name, so I'm not even going to mention it. It was Moana. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so that was one of the bigger yeah, stars no. in this year's. Yeah, no. Michael. You know, I don't know when we want to talk about that, but she was so fun. She was so fun. She was so excited to be there. You know, like after a huge song, she was fist pumping and jumping around. Like she was having the time of her life. It was so. That's great. Fun to watch her. Yeah, yeah, and it, I think she was announced like the week before. Like, it yeah, was it was very short notice. Late in the game, that that my mom. It's my mom's favorite Disney movie as well. So that was oh great. Nice. Well, I mean, and entertainment was a big part of this trip because you did Candlelight Processional, and you, mm-hmm. uh, as we mentioned in the intro, got to see one of the first you know ten shows or so of Drawn to Life, um, which is the new Cirque du Soleil show that was done in you know the the previous show had been disney sort of gave some notes and cirque came up with the show and this time um imagineering really worked with cirque kind of all through the process to develop this new show um so let's let's go ahead and jump there as long as we're talking entertainment and and tell us about your experience with drawn to life yeah um so uh that was the surprise for the kids. They had no idea we were doing that. Wednesday was our completely no park day. Um, so we did Sanaa for uh, sort of a late lunch, early dinner, right at three o'clock. Uh, and it was awesome. Mike, uh, my stepdad says it is the best meal he's ever had in his entire life. You know, so, wow. you know, yes. Um, 
I praise. You know, so the amount the of money that we spent for seven, it is, it is. It was really good. And the animals were right up close, you know, near outside. And, you know, it was great. Um, and it was, you know, good food. We had a great time. Um, it stretched the kids' palate a little bit, but they really enjoyed it as well. Uh, but one thing to note, right? So drawing to life, it's, I think it's a five, I think it's five thirty. I think it's a five thirty show. I think it's right. So it's an earlier show, which, um, right. has an ups and down, you know, it's upsides and downsides, but, um, just for people to know that it does start earlier. Um, and it was amazing. I've seen a Cirque show. My wife has seen a Cirque show. Uh, but the kids had never seen one. Uh, my mom loved it, but it was a total surprise for all of them. And yeah, I want to say it was actually like the fourth or fifth show they had ever done. I think it opened the Thursday before or something, and they don't do mm-hmm. shows on Monday and Tuesday. So that's really um, cool. yeah. Uh, so I thought it was going to be a lot harder to get tickets actually than it ended up being. Um, yeah. Well, no, it, so yeah. it looks like it looks like they do. It depends on on the dates. So I had to, I had to peek because you mentioned it. So it looks like most nights and this, you know, you saw it right at the beginning, right? So they may have only been doing the one five thirty show um, because it looks like now for most dates, they're doing two shows. They're doing a five thirty show oh, okay. and then they're doing a late show uh, an eight. Yeah. Five thirty and then an eight thirty. Um, okay. So, it, but it makes perfect sense that, that you were there almost during previews. So they were just to, probably just doing the five thirty show and then, you know, doing intense notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And it's, it, it was, it's really a great show. Like you can tell, uh, it reminded me story wise of a Pixar story, right. Where, you know, like you got to kind of, and obviously it's Cirque. So you always sort of have to, search a little bit to find the story. It's not just going to be thrown out there in front of you, but um, enough Disney elements to make you feel like it was Disney, but enough non-Disney elements to take you outside of Disney for a couple hours. You know, like, so it was, it was really a nice blend of both touches. Um, You know, like, I don't know if you know the story, but it's basically a daughter um, learning the art of animation, you know, sort of what the main story is. Um, and then just to give you a, a flavor of it, right? So some of the, I mean, Cirque is known for its kind of crazy, out-of-the-box kinds of costumes and things. And among the costumes for this show, you've got, you know, somebody who's playing Mr. Pencil, who is dressed... Mm-hmm he looks like a pencil and you, I, there's no face. I can't tell how the guy sees he's probably working blind, um, you know, and you've got, you've got during a, a number called dream of color, um, you know, looks like they're, they're either clowns or acrobats with, you know, their, their wigs look like the tops of paintbrushes and it's mm-hmm. so, so I'm going to guess they're not spending most of their time right side up. Yeah, no, it was, you know, and um, you know, the acrobats are phenomenal. Um, you know, it, it's really a great, it's a surf show, you know, and, and if you've <laughs> never seen one, you should go, you know, and this, it's a very small theater, uh, in my opinion, it's a pretty small, intimate 
theater, especially for how big it could be given, you know, the amount of people that are there in Disney. Um, and we were, I don't think we had the complete cheapest seats, but they were in that range. And I, I'll be honest, I don't know if I would have, I, I'd have no reason to spend any more on my seats than I did for the ones that we had. Oh, wow. uh, the sight lines were great. The, you know, the, the views of everything. That's one of the fact, benefits of a show like this, where first of all, they took their time to do it. But second of all, they essentially rebuilt the theater along with the show. So it, it was purpose built mm-hmm. for them. And, you know, they knew exactly what they were doing when they were putting the seats where they did. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, you know, lots. It was, it's, um, I know my favorite part was not necessarily the kids' favorite part is, uh, basically giant spinning hamster wheels, right? So it was almost like two hamster wheels on top of each other on another spinning oh, device, wow. right? So, so like the, um, dual Ferris wheels, right? You've seen the mm-hmm. dual Ferris wheels at the carnivals that you're like, I'm never going to get on that thing. So I'm not getting on that, yeah. yeah, right. So no it's thanks. basically that, except they're both moving and there's people inside of them running around and jumping from one to the other. And um, that was my favorite scene. But there, there's some really beautiful scenes. There's uh, There was a guy that, I mean, what that man could do on a pencil and a line. Um, he's in most of the promos, I think for it. And it is just, it's mind boggling the artistry, but yet athleticism that those, you know, actors have. So I would, you know, anybody that's got an off day, I would highly recommend, you know, go, you know, especially at five thirty. you can still, you know, you could get there, you know, on your break, you know, in the middle of the day sure. or, you know, like we did, we went to, we went to Cirque, we went to Sanab, then we went to Cirque, and then my mom took the kids back to the hotel room for some pool time, and Sarah and I went over to uh, Three Bridges for nice. uh, some cocktails and sangria flight for my wife. Yeah. Yep, yep. The, the so. other thing is, that's that's a big thing to talk about. Like, I highly recommend a day off when you go to Disney. You need that downtime, because your body is worn out when you get there. And then when you go through multiple, multiple parks, like mm-hmm. it is a lot. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're doing a nine day trip. You, you had to have a break day in there in the middle. Y'all would have been dropping like flies. One. Yeah. And I think, you know, of our seven days in the park, I think we only made it maybe two of those days where we actually made it from rope drop to, the end of the day you know either we you know like you know i think we've done everything we want to do today let's go back and swim and go to bed early and get up again you know i mean we were staying on property so they've got that extra half hour and originally i was like it's a half hour what can you do in that extra? you can get a lot done in that half hour that you half know, like, hour we have right. found well, so let's let's talk cool. about that Let's talk about that because that was one of the big debates when they switched this over, right? And and people were saying, oh, come on, it's only half an hour. I mean, extra magic hour is supposed to be an hour. What, what good is a half hour? Um, so talk to us about it. How, how many of your seven park days did you take advantage of that half hour early admission? And then, you know, give us your impressions of the, the benefits. I think 
I think every of the every day we took advantage of the extra half hour. I think uh, some of it we were right. It may not have been the whole half hour. It might have been you know walking past the people that had to wait until <laughs> eight o'clock or nine o'clock. Right, right. You know, and it was seven fifty. Um, but I think every day we at least got in there five ten minutes beforehand. And most days it was we were being let through at that half hour mark right. and you're rope cropping um, 30 minutes early. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it, it made all the difference in the world, especially for those, you know, right. It seems like every park has that one real main attraction, right? There's more than one, you know, there are the mm-hmm. other, you know, main attractions, but there's that one that you want to get in line first. Um, you know, so getting in there and getting on flight of passage, you know, like that half an hour then allowed us to go the, um, I don't remember which day it was, but it allowed us to get on flight of passage, uh, safari, dinosaur, um, uh, why can't I think it was my son's favorite ride, the expedition Everest, right? We had done all of those by probably 10, 15, you know, like, <laughs> you know, right. in the park open to everybody else at eight, you know? So, so. so this is what I mean. When people hear me tell, talking about crowd waves, right? They look at me like I'm crazy. People move. It's fluid dynamics. It, 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 they move just like when you pour water out of a pitcher and those first few drops, you know, when you're in front of those, those first few drops, you're already you know, through the most important stuff and on out of the way before the deluge hits, right? Before the big crowd comes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think you, you know, the way you're talking about it really does sort of drive the point home. I mean, yeah, even five, 10, 15 minutes early is helpful. And if you're there the full half hour, you know, you can, I think it's, it's, absolutely possible to get more done in that first half hour than you could in the entire afternoon from like noon till three. I, I, I would totally agree in what we were able to accomplish. No, I'll go back to my mom came in on um, Monday and uh, we were staying at a deluxe resort. So we also had the extra evening hours. Um, We weren't able to take advantage of them on Wednesday at Magic Kingdom, but we did on at Epcot. But my mom was like, well, we want to do something the day we get there. We're not going to the parks. We want to do something. Um, So we went to Hollywood Studios in the morning. um, And we had already, we had gone to Disney World right before the pandemic hit in January of 2020. So we had already ridden Rise of Resistance twice. You know, Mm -hmm. and we love it. But we had other things that were more important to us at that time than getting on rides, right? So we went straight that Hollywood Studios morning. We had a half hour. We went straight to Slinky Dog, right? We got on Slinky Dog. We got on Midway Mania. We got on Mickey and Minnie. We went over and did Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster before we had to leave the park at 1230 to go pick up my mom. Okay, so you basically you know, and, went to Hollywood Studios and did everything in the park except Star Wars Land and Muppet Vision. 
Oh, oh, no, we did. We did Muppet Vision. Oh, you did Sorry. Muppet Vision. We did Muppet Vision. So you did everything except Star Wars Land before noon. Yep. I think it was 1230 when we finished everything. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and, and it's because, you know, I my wife is like, well, no, we got to get in line for Mickey Minnie. I'm like, no, we got to go all the way back. Go all the way back to Toy Story. Don't, you know, like, and when we come back, those early pushers for Mickey and Minnie will have gotten their way through. It'll be 45, maybe 50 minute wait. 30, 30, we'll 45 minutes, right? Exactly. You know, and it loads fast. And then, oh yeah, no, it loads really fast. We did our second Hollywood studios day was a bit of a Mickey and Minnie disaster, but hmm. you know, it happens. Um, you know, and then we went, got my mom from the airport, went to T-Rex for lunch. Um, which was fine. You know, <laughs> my wife has decided we never have to go back to T-Rex again. The first time was an anomaly. It was great the first time we went there, but I think it was the first time, you know? Right. And then we went and took advantage of those extra two hours at Epcot in the evening. And, um, which was great. Cause we got to also see that night, the, the new, why well, can't I think of the new oh, show at Epcot? Harmonious. We watched Harmonious and then went on pretty much every attraction that's available in those late night hours at Epcot. Um, I think Did you get to do Remy? Because I've heard that deluxe people get to do that at night. We weren't able to. We, I mean, we did do Remy uh, the next day and then we okay. did, we, I also did individual lightning lane for Remy another day. Um so, but we didn't that night. We got to do everything else. Um, uh, and I think it was, you know, like 11 o'clock. I don't remember what, I think, I can't remember if park was at nine or 10, but we got everything done in an hour. And we're like, what did people stay here for another hour for? Like, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. So we, <laughs> but there aren't that many places open during those two hours oh, at night. Right. The year, you know, like, yeah, and, and Epcot is hard at night like that. That's why you go to the yeah. electric umbrella. You know, they give no, you don't. It's gone. It. Yeah, I know, but that's Thank what they God. give me grief for. Thank God it's gone. Um, but we, I loved Harmonious. I thought Harmonious was. I I really enjoyed Harmonious. You know, I mean, I know I'll get I get flack from everybody. I was never. I never got or enjoyed Illuminations. It was just never my show. I know there's everybody. I could watch harmonious every night though i just it, for whatever it is you know i mean i don't know if it's you know for me it was a really it's a really great show now where did you watch from because we've heard mixed reports largely based i think on where people were positioned to see the show so uh the first night we went which was that monday night we watched it from um on the walking on the Mexico side of Norway, right? So we were closest okay. to Norway, but heading towards, you know, sort of right in there is where we watched it the first night. And then the second night, cause I knew, right. My mom, we spent most of, um, we spent Tuesday for the most part in Epcot all day. Um, but I had saved seats right in the front, like literally, there's that big, currently a big Christmas tree, just to the left side of that big Christmas tree, right in front, right by, right, you know, behind that main uh, merch store right there. Um, and we camped out there, I don't remember, 
eight, whatever, you know, about an hour and a half before the show started, my wife and I got a beer and some food and sat down and hung out and waited for my mom and the kids. And, um, but I, I definitely is a better, I would say it's definitely a better show. The more front on that you are, mm-hmm. uh, six and 12 is where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can get that. And where we were at Norway, it wasn't bad. You know, like it's. Yeah. You were probably getting almost to the edge of where, like, I think you could probably get as far as Mexico and the view would still be pretty good. It's once you get past Mexico and you're kind of into that, you know, Germany, Italy area. You're you're in the back. Yeah. At that point, you're kind of looking at the side of things and. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you look at the side, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, yeah. Right. and that's what I've had a lot of people say, like, "Oh, we had a terrible view. We were over by Africa," and I was like, "Well, you can't watch a TV from half half the, the side. side." Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's a glorified TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, all right. So, so I'm glad you enjoyed that entertainment. Um, there was also a new show, uh, fireworks show in Magic Kingdom since your last uh, visit. And I'm yeah, curious what yeah. you thought about that. Cause I know that, that, you know, I, for one felt like, uh, happily ever after kind of got, you know, I don't know. It, it, it felt like it should have had a longer run. I mean, I think it ran for what, three, four years and in, you know, Disney firework time frame, that seems awfully short for a show that I really enjoyed. Um, uh-huh. so what did you think of the new, of the new show? Um, I thought it, honestly, I thought it was fine. You like, I, I, it wasn't bad. You know, I've seen, you know, the worst things in my life. I think for me, and I don't know if it was that night. Um, I know one of the servers that I had at one of the restaurants sort of mentioned that it, it's one of the big complaints amongst cast members is the projections down main street were just like a foot and a half off. Like, so it looked like you'd have this like dark gray space and then you could clearly see the projection. We were supposed to be on the corner of a building, but it was a foot and a half Ooh, in on the so building. You know, like, so it was just, it was it, it just missing. Um, wow. You know, it, is, it just wasn't clean right you know that's like kind of disappointing because that show's been running since october 1st you would have thought in a month and a half you know they would have been able to have. kind of get those kinds of kinks worked out yeah you know so it was you know and i think uh it, we did watch it on thanksgiving but i wouldn't right there weren't i would say when we were watching happily ever after back when we were there last in 2018, it was more full on Main Street that day than it was on Thanksgiving. You know, it was so we had plenty of space. So I think maybe it was sort of we could only watch it once, just given what we were doing the rest of the time. <laughs> um, but I wonder if it was, you know, like high expectations for the final night of Thanksgiving, too. You know, but there were those things that were just a little bit off, you know, that, that they didn't make it right. They just make it fine. You know, like, you know, seeing it once was enough where, you know, I'm glad that I got to see harmonious twice. Um, Interesting. Interesting perspective. Um, So uh, 
that, but that's helpful to know. So Willie, we're going to have to keep our eyes out for that. Um, yeah. You know, cause I, I don't, well, I guess you've seen the new show already. I've right? seen both shows. Yeah. You've seen them. I haven't seen them yet. So, um, but I also saw both shows from the six o'clock, um, like view. Oh, right. Right. So, so I mean, I, I was spoiled. So yeah. now I'm like, I want to see it from a different view. Right. Because from the kind of view that most people are going to end up with. Exactly. Um, so let's, let's do kind of our usual, you know, round robin of parks and not so much day by day, but just, you know, what stood out. We talked some about Epcot already. Um, anything that, that stood out from Epcot um, that we haven't talked so much about yet? Um, before we do that, can I, I know this is sort of back in the conversation. I do want to mention, I know I mentioned Chef Mickey's is where, you know, one of our yep. places we ate. But I do want to say my eye had pretty low, and then we can come back to Epcot and Round Robin That's of the fine. Park. Go ahead. Um, so we ate there for a Thanksgiving dinner, and I, you know, it's one of those places that I we'd never eaten. You know, like you've heard sort of mixed reviews over the time of right. you know it's, it's got the reputation as being the the kitty buffet and uh, you know everything that's good and bad that comes with being a kitty buffet, right? Like kids yeah. should find every you know every kid should find something they would like there, and you know every adult is going to walk away going, "I paid that for that." The ice cream machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so one, and I don't know how much longer they're going to do it, but they still are doing it family style, which yeah. I, I, I will happily take family style over a buffet. Going and the it's the exact same food, but it feels a little higher class, you know, like it and feels cleaner. a little nicer, you know, it's clean. Exactly. It's cleaner, cleaner. Right. I feel like my, my server's actually doing something, you know, like <laughs> that, you know, when you've got seven, you've got the added gratuity already there. And it's like, uh, what did you do for that? 18%, right. you know, I mean, my iced tea uh, didn't taste that great. Exactly. You know, um, you're essentially tipping but, the hardworking bus boy, but yes. Um, but to that, right, so they had the standard Chef Mickey food, which we thought was great. You know, I'll be honest. They had, the prime rib was great. It was well-cooked. It was, you know, flavorful. It was seasoned correctly, you know. Um, but because it was Thanksgiving, they also had sweet potatoes and all your traditional Thanksgiving fare for that day. And, um, right, so, I, you know, my stepdad sort of come up a lot. You know, he was sort of a key feature to this trip as well, you know, given his issues and he's a grandfather and it was his first time. Um, but he's also gluten-free, right? So he's, you know, the server came by and the chef came by and sat down and was talking to him. My mom was right next to him and he's like, well, you know, telling him about his thing. And my mom was like, just bring him one of these and one of these. And the chef's like, you be quiet. (laughs) This is his meal. You know, my mom, um, you know, he's saying what he wants and the guy gets out and it was just the sweetest moment, right? Like just Jeff talking to Mike and, you know, he's telling him what he wants. And all of a sudden my wife looks over and my mom is sobbing. Mm -hmm. Like just, she was so moved by how well somebody was taking care of her husband, you know, that's got the issues he has. And she was 
you know, and, you know, on Thanksgiving, we had a couple drinks, you know, we had seven people, all of them are 10 or above, so they're all Disney adults. Exactly. Right. That care made the amount of money that we spent on that meal. Well worth it. Like it was worth every dang penny for the care that they had, you know, and, um, you know, even the characters were, they were really great. You know, they couldn't give hugs, but they were like, they were trying to do their best to, in, you know, not being able to give hugs. Um, you know, so it was, it, it was, everything was really well done. Um, just a really, I couldn't have been more impressed by, you know, the whole, uh, experience there and even in you know all the way down to the food and desserts and you know it's, and that, it's really that's great. great would you go back to chef bickie's i would i would you know i think it would be again a special occasion you know i right. don't know if it'd be someplace that i'm gonna spend that amount of money you know all the time but a special occasion when we're you know to get on the monorail and go over and you know like it was really a you know a, a, or you know, just a new experience, you know, something that you haven't something done different. before, I think was worth it. You know, like it was, it was, it was, it, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. It was, you know, something that you don't get to do every day, you know, even, even to afterwards go and shop in the exact same merchandise stores that every other place has. Hey, I, disagree. I think those else. stores are really good. Yeah. We might have to get uh, touch on merchandise here later on because it was yeah, that's another story. We'll come back around to that because you're not the first person to mention it. But um so I, I'm glad you took the time to talk about Chef Mickey's a little more and and uh, maybe that's our kind of entree to talk about some of these other um you know, park experiences, no pun intended. Um, and that is, you know, you, you did have some, some table service experiences, um, in a couple of places, Epcot in particular. Um, and you mentioned that you, um, had a, a meal at beer garden, um, which I don't know, ha- had you eaten at beer garden before? Um, we'd never eaten at beer garden. Um, it was actually, you know, when, um, uh, part of the reason we wanted to go there over Christmas is my wife wanted to see candlelight processional. Like that was, if there's something we are doing, we are going to candlelight processional like that. Haven't ever done it. We are going to it, you know, and given it starts the day after Thanksgiving, we had a pretty limited time frame because my mom also wanted to go and they were leaving the Saturday after Thanksgiving in the morning. Right. So we had one day <laughs> to try and do it with them. Um, you know, and for whatever reason, you know, the, the reservations for, um, the candlelight processional packages were not easy to find. No, uh, there was a mean? lot of weirdness with those. I mean, they're always a little strange because they don't ever release them. Like they don't release them at the normal time, right? There's always a, a little lag there and that's part of it. but it seemed to me that this year it was even worse and some of it, it was is the worst. Yeah. I mean, a lot Ooh. of it has to do, I think with um, the restaurants really limiting party sizes a lot more than they had been, um, which makes it particularly hard. Cause I think candlelight processional tends to be a thing that people go and do in, in larger family groups a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, yeah, it has been really frustrating and really strange. And I'm glad you managed to find, um, you know, the availability at, at Beer Garden. Um, I think it was a random day, right? It was a random day where I'm doing dishes. I'm like, I should go see if there's 
tickets available right now. <laughs> like, it was like 1030 in the morning. I walk over to my computer, check. Sure enough. And, and, you know, again, we were a group of seven, which made it even more difficult. But right, yeah, there say, it is. Seven is really hard. Seven people, beer garden. I was like, okay. It's you know, and it wasn't this was their first choice. But again, you know, at the end of the day, it was my son's favorite meal he's ever had in his life now. Now, I oh. think all he ate were chicken wings and schnitzel. But <laughs> it was... <laughs> I was going to say, what was his favorite? But you already told us. Yeah, it so. sounds like a really special. Yeah, yeah. The, the schnitzel. Really I, I'm like, oh, okay, the schnitzel. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Um, but it was great. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun. We, you know, they had the, the poker band playing um, and did some really nice uh, Christmas carols on their bells that was, you know, just brought you into that mood for, you know, later on. Um, that night for candlelight processional. So it was, you know, great prelude to that. Um, and that was the night same. So that was actually Friday. The, so the second day that we were spending some time in Epcot. Um, and that was a day that we utilized, uh, the individual lightning wing for Remy as well. So we, you know, got up early. It was like, I want to do it again. I don't care. I'm spending the money. You know, we weren't starting <laughs> the day there. So I knew I wasn't going to get, um, uh, virtual boarding groups for because we were starting the day at Animal Kingdom. Oh, so right, I knew, right. you know, we had no right. chance of getting that. But I was like, I want to do it again. Um, and I think that's where, you know, that can really be utilized. Like where, you know, there's something you want to do. And for most of them, it's, you know, unless it's five people. So, but for 50 bucks, it was worth it for us to be able to, you know, go to dinner, run over to Remy, get on, you know, get on that ride one more time for the trip and then go ride candlelight, you know, then go watch candlelight processional is really. That's also where um, park hopper comes into really yeah. being a valuable asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Cause you know, the last trip we didn't have it. And this time we're like, well, you know, we want to do these certain things, but we can't, we can't actually do them all on the same days, you know, like, so, you know, that's where we ended up going with park hopper because we knew we wanted to, you know, utilize certain things, but they couldn't happen on the same day, but they were in the same park. So it was either sacrifice, you know, a little bit of money for the flexibility of it, you know? Right. Well, I think that the two of them together are really kind of the magic of individual lightning wing, right? Is it, it's that ability to, to leverage the fact that, you know, you can still make that selection, even though it's in a park that you're not going to be walking into until two o'clock and it doesn't have to ruin the, the morning in the first park either. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No. So, um, and you know, the, the Tuesday, our first day, main day at Epcot, you know, it was, we did utilize the individual boarding groups. You know, I think, you know, I keep seeing people that are like, Oh, I got a boarding group for Remy. I'm like, you got to do it right away, but it's, it's, it's not rise or resistance. <laughs> you know, they're not going by that fast. You know, like, you know I, I'm happy for you. I'm really glad that you got on that ride. It's a great attraction. You, you know, I highly recommend everybody doing it, but, you know, 
It's not. You rise. didn't you did the lottery this time. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, you can. You're, you're gonna if you want to do it, and as long as you're on there at seven, you're gonna get it. You know, right? Um, but it was fine. Aaron hasn't you know, done that at all. Um. So let's. All right. So that's that feels like we we touched on most of Epcot. I mean, clearly, Remy was a highlight for you. Um, and you know, you, you enjoyed Harmonious and all that. Um, let, let's bounce on over to the, the park kind of on the other side of the, of the, uh, Skyliner from, uh, Epcot and, and talk about Hollywood studios just a little more. Um, so we, we caught kind of the highlight, right. Which was that you were able to go in the morning and take advantage of that half hour early admission and really, you know, knock out everything, but Star Wars land, um, in a morning was, was, well, two questions, I guess. One was, you know, did, did you have the urge to go back to do the star Wars stuff or are you okay? Cause you'd already done it. Um, and then, you know, anything else that, that stood out about the time you spent in Hollywood studios at all? Um, yeah, a couple things we did. We did go back to Hollywood studios another morning, um, and pretty much replicated the same day, the, you know, the first day, a second time, okay. um, all the attractions. And then later on in the day, that day we actually had a reservation at Beaches and Cream. So we went and had a little ice cream and then came back and hit up Galaxy's Edge. And uh, we didn't do Rise. Um, it wasn't on any of the kids' bucket list. We did it twice when we were in Disney World a year and a half before. So, you know, it just wasn't on there. But it was on right. the um, Smuggler's Run was on my son's bucket list we'd ridden it you know three times in disneyland but he wanted to go on it again right. and it led to one of the funniest moments uh we had the whole trip you know it was okay it, it, my daughter you know god lover um but it, it, controlling being the pilot for uh, the Millennium Falcon was not probably the thing that she should have done. <laughs> oh boy. So my other daughter just screaming at her, no, just go up and down. And she's like, what do you mean up and down? Right. There's only way or two ways that the little controller goes up or down and, you know, or left or right. And she was on up or down. Um, you know, and so my middle child, you know, my, youngest daughter is screaming at her older sister my son is freaking out because the ship is crashing my wife i'm just sort of laughing at the whole you know chaos that is ensuing over there and <laughs> thanking god that they didn't send a solo person with the group of the five of us right. um <laughs> you know it, it was just it was it, i hope that that right like i hope that it's moments like that 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 ride that that attraction is there for is you know like <laughs> the family doing the impossible together and laughing at themselves for it because that you know that was it, you know, you know I, I have to say that i think that's probably the best the best attitude for that attraction because that's always been my frustration with it and and i've actually been really nervous about getting on it with my son because i know him and he's going to get frustrated he's going to get mad at the other people in that capsule who you know screw up his game um because that's how he's going to interpret it and and i think that you've got it you know right on the nose it's it's the opportunity to to you know people watch more than it is to to experience the uh millennium falcon (laughs) and and, you know i was the same way i was so worried that my son parker you know just gonna freak out that his sisters ruined 
smuggler's run for him. And he's like, that was the best. Amelia, you need to learn how to fly. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to get, and she's 15. He's like, I don't want to get in a car with you after you can't fly. You know, so the it was, you know, uh, so it was, it was a great, you know, like, if you can just enjoy the attraction for what it is and let it, you know, do what it is. I don't, I, you know, now I've ridden I don't know, four or five, six times. I don't think I've ever seen anybody actually not crash. You know, like I swear. Of course, so. you know, there's no perfect crash. Ride. You know, like you know, like so. And the thing goes um, up and goes down. Like you have no chance unless you really know the algorithm. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. So you know, we we the kids have decided that um, Hollywood Studios is their favorite park. You know, I mean, it's got you know. Rock and Roller Coaster is my daughter's favorite ride. She was not happy about having to wait in line the first time. Um, and that's just like, that is the best roller coaster on the planet. You know, so uh, my son both times uh, was terrified of getting on Tower of Terror. Was, at the end, is like, that's too short. We need to do it again. And then does want to do it again. And my wife, um, you know, was a great trooper. You know, we have the similar ride at our amusement park, right? It's obviously not themed. It's not an elevator. It's just the thing like, that goes up, you know, to take you up and drop you down, which she hates, but she actually did enjoy <laughs> Tower of Care a little bit, you know? So, um, and it's enough that she was willing to go on it a second time. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's really the highlights of, Hollywood. Sure. The one thing I would say about Hollywood Studios is it was actually probably the park that I enjoyed what they've done with Christmas the most. Like it, it seemed like really? just um, it was more like for me it felt more like a throwback Christmas, you know, like more of a twenties, thirties kind of style, you know, like it was right. in Play, that more of a Hollywood, Hollywood mode, and you know, like. You know, it seemed, and it may have been partly, you know, we were there so early on in the Christmas season, you know, sort of not everything is out and going yet, but. Oh, they pretty um, much had no, everything no, no, up this year by, by like the so, second week of November. So I would say, yeah, no, I would say Hollywood Studios is probably, you know, just was subtle enough, but you, you know, like that you noticed that you noticed the like. 20s, 30s, you know, 40s style Christmas carols and, you know, things being cycled in. So, okay. yeah, we really liked it. All right. Cool. Well, let's, let's, you know, is there anything you wanted to add about your experiences at um, Disney's Animal Kingdom? I know we talked about, you know, getting that early run to, uh, you know, ride, uh, uh, flight of passage and, and again, taking advantage of that early admission. Um, Anything else about the park that, that stood out? Um, no, I, I mean, we got there. We Again, we pretty much replicated our first day at Animal Kingdom again on, you know, the last day of our trip. Um, did the exact same thing. Look, and then they went on Expedition Everest the second time. So, you know, they Parker got to ride his favorite attraction three times during our trip, which worked out for him, you know, and we got a really nice early ride on Kilimanjaro Safaris, you know, so we got to see tons of animals and, and we did it twice, got to see different things both times. Oh, that's great. 
You know, I got to have a beer with my um, stepdad at Dowell Bar, which is never a bad thing. And um, yeah, that was, you know, it was was a really nice, relaxing. Hey, that's what Animal Kingdom is supposed to be, right? It's It's the chance to downshift a little bit. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So that, that takes us back around to Magic Kingdom. Um, obviously, you know, it was the park that was probably the busiest through Thanksgiving with the, a lot of the day guests because it's the holiday time. But, um, you know, talk about the things that stood out, the, the highlights, the, you know, e- actually either extreme, right? Highlights, lowlights, and, and kind of what what stood out. Yeah, I mean, I it's first off with lines and weights, I never, you know, if you, you know, have the right person or know, the, you know, the best way to do things, for the most part, I don't think we waited much more than um, 45 minutes to an hour for anything that we were in the standby line, which for a holiday week, I'll take that, you know, like in lots of things for the half hour. Um, our first day there, so our the first, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, uh, we also did utilize um, we utilized uh, uh, Genie Plus that Sunday, as well as the following Saturday at Hollywood Studios. And that first Sunday, we got a great use out of it. You know, like really got, you know, use it for the attractions that we didn't want to wait in line for. You know, it, I would say I think maybe got five attractions out of it, but it was, you know saving that hour in line for waiting 45 minutes for something else. So I would say we definitely got our value for our family um, that day. Mm-hmm. Um, we had lots of um, Dole Whip at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> you know, it, you know lots, my son, no, no, my son would agree. He is, he has become a Dole Whip fiend. You can have two um, or three if you're hungry. <laughs> yeah so um you know we really just enjoyed powering through three or four hours you know getting there again half hour before the park opens to you know regular guests and getting on a couple things we didn't get on seven doors mine train but it wasn't a need for any of our kids you know um but we did everything else we could, you know, I think we did the mountains three times between, you know, total in the, during the trip, we did, you know, everything else that we wanted to, uh, the girls got to get on Winnie the Pooh, I think four times. So, you know, we really did, you know, everything that we could, you know, want. Um, Excellent. So, Here's here's my kind of overall part question, um, and I think we talked about this privately briefly. Um, what was your impression? You know, we've talked a little a little bit already about using the Genie Plus service and and you know all this new information that is coming out of Disney's My Disney Experience app. Um, but how accurate were the wait times that the app was giving you when it was telling you you know how long you should expect to wait when you uh, you know, we're getting in line at attractions. Um, I would say they were more accurate now than the last time I was there. You know, I would definitely okay. say they were, you know, a lot. I mean, I would say they were significantly closer to what they were. Um, there were definitely times in which, 
got the feeling that they wanted to get people out of this area, you know? So I would say that the increase in times weren't as dramatic, right? Like it may have been a 10 minute increase where before it may have been a 40 minute increase, you know, like, so it wasn't a lot, but I think those little tweaks for whatever reason were having the effect that they wanted, you know, like just mm-hmm. a little bit. So I would say, I don't think there was many that I would say were, um, much more than 10 minutes over. And for the most part, they were pretty darn close. Um, there were a couple times that I was like, but that's, it says 45, but it was really only about 20, but that was only once or twice, you know, like, and it may have been, you know, people getting out of line and now the line went down, you know? So like, I would definitely say they were, they were closer. All right. All right. Well, that's, that's an interesting take. Um, we've, we've kind of gotten, Different stories, so that's that's good. Go ahead, Willie. You were starting to say. No, no, I was just to say it was it was really nice to hear that it wasn't over exaggerated. At a couple of different, you know, I was using their my Disney Experience app a lot, and you know, a couple others that you know say they give wait times, and they were all in about the same range too. So you know, yeah. All right. Um, well, so I think we've really covered uh, the breadth of the trip. Anything that was important to you or that stood out to you that I didn't ask you about? Um, I think, you know, I never, not that there's a whole lot to say, um, but the first, right, I mean, I know I mentioned the first day on Genie Plus, we used a lot really well. The second day at Hollywood Studios was, I would say we definitely didn't get our money's worth. Um, just there weren't, it was a, probably the busiest day at Hollywood Studios. I would almost say it was the busiest day that we were there on our trip, uh, which meant things got pushed way, you know, like by the time that you got around to, you know, by that second, third thing, everything was either late in the day or wasn't available anymore. Um and, and that's especially hard when I, you're only planning to spend the morning there. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and if I would have thought about it and probably even known, I didn't realize, and this is my own fault for not learning the, you know, intricacies of it. But if I would have known that I could have gotten, say, at 7 a.m., on my Animal Kingdom day, I, let's say I have no interest in using Genie Plus at Animal Kingdom because I know that I can get through all those things by one o'clock in the afternoon, but I could have used it then for Magic Kingdom in the afternoon and at 7 a.m. gotten a two o'clock return time for whatever, you know? So then in that two to three hour, I have a whole bunch of things. I wish I would have right. thought about that earlier, you know, where yeah, I, you know, where then I could have... It, it gets tricky, right? Yeah. Because... That were, I mean, the reason it's hard is that the Genie Plus selections are next available, right? So it's like you're gambling that because you can't hop until after two. So you're gambling that when you get on the app, you know, first thing in the morning, that the other park is busy enough that, that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. That, that the, you know, that it's going to be after two for you to grab that Space Mountain fast pass. But it automatically does it, right? So even at seven in the morning, 
But if I grab Splash Mountain, even though it says in the app it's available at 9 o'clock in the morning, if I grab it, it automatically populates it between 2 and 3. Oh, interesting. Because they know that I can't use it at 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, very interesting. So so they they basically help you use you know stack them later stack them later or that you're not gonna right you're gonna use it for the park that you're in you know that's what they're really doing is they're hoping that you're using it for the park and you're in but you know so you could have you know three attractions with your genie plus between two and three you know if you weren't gonna use any of them for your park in the morning you know and it's it's it is a gamble, but you know if there's, no, you know, I, I do have to say I, I think, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I don't do this very often on the show. This may not be accurate. I think I'm remembering this correctly. So for a while, and I'm sure it was still there when you were there. There was a loophole that allowed you to really stack up those afternoon fast passes because you could do what you were talking about, right? Where you grab next available and it says two o'clock. And because, you know, by the time you get to 9am, which is opening of the, of the, the park where you have that after two o'clock pass already, you know, well, you're, you're going to definitely get to your 120 minute limit and it's not going to be two o'clock yet. It used to be that it would let you go ahead and grab another fast pass at you know 11 a.m right because you're now 120 minutes past the 9 a.m opening of the park the system finally in the last couple of weeks has gotten smarter and mm. it won't start running your 120 minute clock until until you're eligible to be in the park gotcha okay right so y- you still have that window but it doesn't start that that clock doesn't start running until two o'clock when you're allowed to be in the park which means gotcha. you can't get your okay. next pass until four which kind of makes it not so valuable okay all right well if, if that the then could have definitely changed so and I, I, okay I, I don't know for certain but i believe that was the explanation i got recently gotcha okay and if that's changed then you know that would change how you'd want to go about it yeah. but you know all right. Um, so I'd like to wrap up with the, the same, you know, couple of questions we always ask at the end. First of all, when you think back on this trip, you know, five or 10 years from now, what's going to be that image that immediately pops into your head that says, you know, Thanksgiving 2021 trip? Um, there's a couple, you know, one is for sure going to be that smugglers run ride, you know, like that's going to be, right. you know, just to remember the kids laughing their butts off. Uh, and then, you know, there's two others. It will be my mom's face at Chef Mickey's, you know, like when I just picture Thanksgiving 2021, like that will be there. And then lastly will be, um, when we walked into the park, we had memory maker and we walked in the park with my, when I walked in the park with my mom and Mike, uh, cause we had been there earlier and I made them stand in line for a photographer to get them a picture in front of the can, you know, in front of the castle. And there's pictures of Mike, my stepdad with an authentic smile, like in a smile that I hadn't seen 
you know, we've known this stuff with the Parkinson's for a long time and the dementia, you know, but a smile that I haven't seen in three or four years, you know, like just, right. I could not That's be really happier, good. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so I, it was like, again, made the money I spent that one picture made the amount of money I right. spent on memory maker worth it, you know? I'm getting right. goosebumps. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, memory maker is one of the greatest things you could ever buy. I try mm-hmm. to tell that to people all the time, but yeah, you're gonna get that one shot that you're like goes up on the wall, and goes on something, you yeah. know, like you that, can make yeah. a you can make a poster out of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So those I think are the biggest things, you know. All right, and then like to close by you know trying to help out the next guy, right? So um, if there was one bit of advice you would give somebody who was thinking about taking, uh, you know, a holiday trip, right. Over a, a very busy season like this, what, what is the, you know, tip that you would give them that you think would be, you know, the, the most help that would give them make the most difference in their overall experience. Um, I would say, exaggerate how busy it's going to be to everybody going. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I kept telling everybody, listen, it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. We're going to wait in line. We're going to right, like just prepping everybody to wait in line. And then when the lines are, you know, you get in a line that's not as long as you wait, then when things aren't what they want, it makes that moment more special. You know, like it, you know, just, Getting people in the mode that things are going to be busy. I don't care where you are, whether it's at Disney World or, you know, going to Target during it's the holidays, right? If you're, if, exactly, you're right. If you're prepared, because I'll be honest, you know, our local amusement park was closed all 2020. I think I waited in line for rides at our local amusement park all summer than I did wait in line at Disney World over Thanksgiving. You know, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was, you know, lack of people. Um, but I think that was it, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also capacity. Uh, there are not other amusement parks that can match Disney capacity. And yeah. I mean, you know, we complain about waiting in line. We complain about, you know, length. look, all it takes is a little self-control and a little bit of, of, of willingness to say, you know what? Not the time to do this one. <laughs> we'll go do something else. Right. And, and, and it seems to me that the only people who really end up having a terrible experience with lions are the ones who they're going to ride what they want to ride when they want to ride it, you know, what everybody else does. And they aren't prepared. Be darned. Right. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, they're going to get stuck in the, you know, the worst possible lines when they choose the one attraction that everybody else wants to ride right. at the same time, everybody else wants to ride it. Um, yeah. 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 Um, there's one other thing going back to your last question and sort of related to this one too, is, um, real quick, the amount of, you know, for anybody going currently, the amount of merch, don't get your hopes up. Like, honestly, we went to every store. It's almost all the same stuff in every single store right now. Right. It just, is and uh you know it's all great there's lots of great stuff you can get but if you're looking for if you're looking to go my daughter collects mugs she came home with three because there were like 15 total different ones you know like they're just 
isn't the selection that is currently out there, you know, and my middle daughter, she uh, only thing she wanted, she had saved up all year long to bring money down there. And she wanted, you know, lounge fly mini backpacks. And she found one. It was a DVC one. And we're not DVC, <laughs> but she brought a DVC one. They called us. And she loved it. She thought it was great. And we would, I'm like, well, let's wait and see. Right. It was the first day of our trip. We didn't realize the lack of merch, you know. We go back two days later, like, oh, yeah, no, that was off the shelves in six hours. Well, luckily, after, you know, two days later, we go back. They had one on the shelf. So she's, I'm getting it, you know, and I told my mom and everybody like, if she sees it, get it because it won't be there later. Buy it. Yeah. But the last day we're at Animal Kingdom and she gets off uh, Expedition Everest and going to that gift shop and they had an abominable snowman, you know, Yeti backpack, right? It's this white fuzzy thing with a blue mouth. And she sees it and gets the biggest grin on her face and goes, I don't know where she came up with the name, but she goes, hello, George, you are coming home with me. (laughs) (laughs) And then takes it straight to my mom and like, you know, it was, or my wife and, you know, like, if you, you know, wait for something, it'll probably show up. What you want probably will show up, but it's not, you know, every store is different. It, there's, it's, you know, no, it's too bad Disney, right now, but it's just sort of the times we're in. Yeah, I mean, there's no secret. Disney has been really hammered by the, the supply chain issues. Um, you know, they've got merch sitting offshore in California right now. Um, and And this is the problem when, you know, you have a system that... You know, they do so much seasonal merchandise, so much um, sort of limited time themed merchandise, and it's on a very, um, very well plotted uh, uh, release schedule, right? I mean, from from the design to the build to the ship to the, and it's all mapped out, and the entire the entire process, the entire flow is just blown right now. Um, yeah, and and it's got to be killing them because I mean. There are people, I mean, Willie, we talked about this from Willie's trip. There are oh, people yeah. who, who are gluttons for this stuff who would have just walked away, you know, having to ship a box home of the 50th anniversary stuff, but they couldn't get it. I mean, I, I was yeah. given the free pass to buy whatever I wanted. There was nothing there to buy. There's just not much there. You know, like it's, I mean, I did get my, uh, I call my Mister Rogers. And I, I like your um, your your romper. <laughs> really um, nice. Yeah, no, I like I like the zip up sweatshirt. I, I have do. To actually I like it. Look really for one of those. Honestly. All right. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, All right, Josh. Well, it's been great to have you on. Um, thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. Thanks for and, having uh, me. It's always nice to get some new and different perspectives. So uh, until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ritmaster, along with my co-host, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked well night. And keeping Tim's chair warm for him, uh, our special guest, Josh Waters. We'll see you next time. You know, if if you've taken a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, hey, been on a Disney cruise now that they're sailing again. We'd love to get the lowdown and hear how things are going. 
um, reach out to Tim Hicks. You know, Tim has been doing most of our um, scheduling for trip reports. So that's the, the best, I think, way to go. You can catch him on Facebook or uh, send him an email at tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. Um, and, and he'll work on getting scheduled. Um, although I did take care of getting Josh scheduled and we've got another trip report um, from somebody on the opposite end of the spectrum in, in some ways. Um, you know, we've heard about Josh's trip with family of seven and extended family and long trip at Walt Disney World. Over Thanksgiving, we're going to hear soon um, from Thomas Perk, who was at Walt Disney World with his uh, wife and one child um, for a much shorter Thanksgiving trip. So you can do it any way you want. Um, but if you've got a trip you want to share with us, do please reach out to Tim. Uh, and if you've got a minute, go to uh, applepodcast.com and rate and review the show. It makes it easier for other people to find it. Um, um, and if you, you want to reach out to any of us, we'd love to hear from you too. You can email Willie at Willie at wickedmousetravel.com or me at Aaron at mousemastertravel.com we'd love to hear from you until next time see you real soon I've got to keep on eating I've got to keep on I've got to keep on